Welcome to the Inside Track, brought to you exclusively by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine. I am your host and publisher, Greg Tutmiler. I am talking today with Montana singer-songwriter G.T. Hurley. G.T.'s music is described as a blend of Waylon Jennings and Billy Joe Shaver, with a little Tex Ritter blended in for good measure. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today, G.T. Hey, thanks for having me, Greg. You bet, man. It's good to talk to you. So tell me a little bit about yourself and and how you got started in the music business. Well, the business itself didn't start till oh, probably 2009, 2010. Okay. Uh, I've been playing music and, and writing for a long time. I started playing probably when I was 12. Uh, but I got serious about it after I went to... Uh, a festival and another professional musician walked up to me and and after I got done performing I was approached by him and he uh, complimented me he's a pretty round guy in the western music circles his name is mm-hmm. Dave Stamey um, and he doesn't do that too often so it kind of gave me a shot in the arm and uh, mm-hmm. motivation to keep moving forward with what I was doing what was your what was your music life like prior to that? You know, it was spotty. I started um, with motivation and enthusiasm when I was young. Um, started playing the five-string banjo first, and I quickly realized when I got into my teens that the, the chicks don't dig banjo players as much as guitar players, so... <laughs> I uh, started picking up the guitar, too, and mm-hmm. now that's pretty much all I play. But I went in the military when I was 17. Okay. And I uh, had a 20-year career. So it's a difficult thing to juggle, especially on deployment, bringing along the guitar. So mm-hmm. it kind of took a back seat. Hmm. Okay. And then, uh, after I got out of the military, I always had a guitar around. I went, found myself a good Gibson guitar, um, started playing it again. Mm-hmm. In 2009, I was in an industrial accident and I almost lost my right leg from the knee down. Mm. And uh, I actually bled out wow. and died and came back. Wow. And when I was rehabbing from that, it took about three years of rehabilitation. Um, I started playing and writing again. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a uh, transformational thing, a rehabilitation thing. And, um, that's when I started getting some recognition from guys like Dave Stamey and other folks in the industry that were like, you need to be doing this uh, for real, mm-hmm. not just picking around mm-hmm. a little bit with it. So, so that's why I got serious about it, and I recorded my first CD in 2012. Um, it was a, pretty much a cowboy kind of TV because I'm out of Montana. and that You know, I've always had a tough time trying to pigeonhole my music. Mm-hmm. It's uh, difficult for a lot of musicians, too. And they, they would ask me, what kind do you play? People would say, what kind of music do you play? And I would uh, say, well, I don't know, mine? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Right. It's not, it's not necessarily country. It's not bluegrass. It's got west, you know, the west in there. It's got western and, and cowboy content sometimes, or mm-hmm. a, you know, a lot of times. But then it doesn't at all. And 
And then I stumbled across Americana. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of excited by that. I was like, hey, these guys get it. You mm-hmm. don't have to have just, you know, one type of tailgate and, right. and white tank top and beer in it. It can be, uh, it can have a lot of different influences and still be Americana. And sure. So I, I was excited by that. And I've been uh, describing my music as Western Americana okay. in a lot of venues. So. Okay. I saw in the notes you, uh, you used the term outlaw Western music. I found that kind of kind of a neat uh, description too. I hadn't heard that before. Yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm a member of the American Music Association. I'm also a member of the Western Music Association, which you know, they deal with. Um, they still have roots firmly embedded in the silver screen cowboy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I love that stuff but the audience is growing older and mm-hmm. and um, I don't play that I just don't play that kind of music but I do have uh, western content so quite a bit of what I do especially my first CD was very western or cowboy in content so uh, you know I was kind of like the uh, redheaded stepchild of the western music association mm-hmm. along with a few other artists and I just dubbed myself Outlaw Western. Okay. Uh, that's where I kind of came from. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned your service as a Marine, and, and uh, I saw where you've uh, spent a little time as a ranch hand, and, and you, you talked about the, the mining, and uh, we were talking earlier before we got on air with the, um, you were talking about breeding horses and trading horses, and all, all that kind of sounds like uh, great stuff for some some really cool songs to come out of. How how was that? Those experiences shaped the things that you write about. Well, I, I'm one of those artists that I really find it difficult to write about something that I'm not familiar with mm-hmm. or, or haven't experienced, and because I don't write fiction, mm-hmm. I would rather write from my life's experiences. I heard uh, a good story about um, Towns Van Zandt, and I don't know if this story is true, but it comes from a pretty reliable source. Mm-hmm. Uh, Towns and, and uh, Guy Clark and those guys used to hang out together, and uh, it wasn't uncommon for them to buy a couple bottles of Ripple and go down to where the, the bums were hanging out and sit down on the curb and hand one of the bottles to the bum just to get some good material for mm. songwriting <laughs> and sit around and drink all night. Right. And I, I'm, I, I don't want to get my material that way. I want to get it by living it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that's pretty much, yeah. It, it, it's been an inspiration. My life has been an inspiration for a lot of what I do. I, I um, saw that you had a, a quote there, life is too short to ride an ugly horse. Tell me what that means. <laughs> well, I've got some. It's it's kind of an inside joke. Um, we have guys who ride horses, and we have guys that ride mules. Okay. Up here, and these guys that ride mules, mules are great animals, and they're sure-footed, and they're great in the mountains. And um, I just don't find them very attractive. I actually find them kind of spooky. You know, they mm-hmm. they got these big old eyes, and they look. They always seem to be looking at you, no matter where you're standing. And it's kind of like a chicken, you know, they look at you from one side of their head. 
Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they're just just kind of strange animals, but they're very intelligent. And you can't be heavy-handed with a mule because he knows where his feet are too, and he knows where to put them. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, it's a joke to my mule riding buddies that uh, life's too short to ride an ugly horse. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they get it. You uh, you were talking a little bit about your your songwriting when when you are are doing one of your shows. Do you predominantly play all original material, or do you have a, a a particular group of artists or style of songs that you like to to cover as well? You know, it just depends on the venue, and it depends on what I'm I'm booked in to do. If I'm booked in as a uh, solo act and, and it's a concert that I'm presenting, then it's usually ninety nine point nine percent mine. Mm-hmm. But if it's a uh, you know, it's like any artist. If you go into a bar or, a, you know, a venue where they want to hear a mix, you're going to play some covers. And I predominantly lean towards stuff like uh, Tom Russell, mm-hmm. um, Guy Clark, Ray Wiley Hubbard, mm-hmm. uh, Waylon Jennings. Okay. And, you know, um, I like, I don't play any, any women covers. I just, it just doesn't seem to fit me. Mm-hmm. But there's songs, just, it, the song is what I play. I, I play something that I like personally, artistically, that grabs me. You know, I, I just heard Ray Wiley Hubbard's song on one of his CDs that called Dust of the Case. Hmm. And uh, it just snatched me right up. Mm-hmm. I, just had to, I had to cover that tune. So that's how I usually get my cover materials when I'm listening. I say, oh, I've got to cover that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what type of um, uh, venues, festivals do you typically find yourself in? Where do you find uh, the style of music that you play, find that fitting? You know, I find it uh, all over the place. Um, I just played the night before last in a little bar. That, it's a bar tavern kind of place that I have a regular you know, gig at. About every four to six weeks they book me in. And it's been a constant thing for a couple of years. But then there's the private uh, corporate event that I get booked in for, private parties up in the mountains and, and you know, a lodge or ski resorts. Or, you know, uh, I still get booked in at Cowboy Festivals. February, I'll be down in Sierra Vista, Arizona. Okay. Um, playing at a Cowboy Festival is one of the featured performers there. Uh, so I get a little bit everywhere, you know. It's not like uh, there's only one type of type of thing to play. You just go where the people want to hear you. Sure. Are you playing with a band, or, or, or is it um, solo appearances? You know, mostly it's solo, but I do have a band that I work with. Um, my guitarist is a um, customer service rep for Gibson Acoustic here in Montana. Oh, cool. Bozeman. And, you know, we... We met because I have a few Gibson guitars. I've got an old 1937 L00 that I love to play solo, but it doesn't work when you're on stage. So I've got, you know, Southern Jumbo to, to fill that out. Mm-hmm. And he'll play his electric. And I got a drummer, and we uh, sometimes book a bass player. And later this month, I'm playing at a place out in Three Forks, Montana called the Sacagawea Hotel, an old historic hotel, and they mm-hmm. have a dance crowd. So you book in for that. Mm-hmm. You, know, you just you have to be flexible. And you, you mentioned earlier that um, 
it was more of the amateur thing until until the last few years. What is the what's the difference between um, you, you mentioned that kind of that pivotal point, but what does it now mean for you to be more in the professional um, side of this versus the picking at it kind of thing that you talked about? You know, I have uh, when I was seventeen, I went in the in the in the military, and, mm-hmm. and I was playing four and a half, five hours a day then. Hmm. And the only thing I wanted to do was playing and write and sing. Mm-hmm. And had I not made the decision to have a career elsewhere, I'm sure that's what I'll be doing today. Mm-hmm. Music has been a constant, and it's interesting how I've come back to it. So I am going to continue. Uh, I feel that God's given me the opportunity to come back to, uh, to music, mm-hmm. and I'm going to pursue that with earnest, because it's a gift. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's it's been good. I've uh, had some gratifying, pretty immediate success, and my first CD on the Western music charts went number one. Okay, that's awesome. And uh, you know the CD sales have been good. And my second CD I had produced by a Western music kind of contemporary artist named Brent Hill, and he. He's a younger guy with a more contemporary slant, and that's what I was looking for, something Mm -hmm. not as traditional. And um, my second CD is actually charting on the Americana charts right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bill Wentz is promoting Mm -hmm. it out of Nashville. Mm -hmm. So it's doing fairly well, I mean, as well as could be expected for an unknown guy like me. And and that's called uh, Boots on the Ground, right? Well, Boots on the Ground is the actual, is the single uh, on the Roots Music Report went number one for three weeks in a row. Okay. Um, the name of the CD is War Horse. War Horse. Okay. And that's been out for how long? It actually came out in May of 2014. I made a later, you know, a little bit later run at it. Uh, it wasn't quite a year old when we started this promotion. Mm-hmm. Because I had to make a decision. I was contemplating going back in the studio to record my third CD or put the resources into a promotion and it's better to, to uh, you know, I was convinced it was better to deal with something that was a proven quantity sure. that way, you know, what yeah. you got. Yeah. So what is the what does the touring schedule look like for you? Are, are you out basically on weekends or do you have a, a chunk of time that you uh, you schedule to, to promote or to, to focus on this specifically? Well, right now, what I'm going to do this fall is um, stay close to to home in Montana and do some regional stuff, uh, you know, in the, in the mountain states. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> once I decide in the spring, I, I know I'm headed out to the west coast of Seattle. And in the early spring, winter, I'm headed down south to Arizona in, in you know, that southern kind of tour. Mm-hmm. I would like to extend that. Uh, my hopes is to extend that under the southeast coast. I haven't been to, the, you know, like Florida, Georgia, and, and that area, and I've got a lot of fans over there keep saying, when you coming? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to have to arrange something. But I don't want to go down there in the winter. I think this old Montana guy who's acclimated now is going to probably melt. <laughs> yeah. And, and is this... 
is this what you're you're dedicated to predominantly full time? You you mentioned there were some other things that you've done in the past. Do you have other things that you do now in the course of promoting the CD? I'm a I'm a full time musician, and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I I do have other interests, and uh, right now I have a 16 year old son at home. He and I are alone. That are uh, that I have to make sure he's has what he needs mm-hmm. and, sure. and that kind of thing. But when I get set up to go on the road for a little bit, we get it all set up. He's taken care of. I get out on the road. But, yeah, uh, yeah. When he's off to college and here in a couple of years, it's going to be just me in an RV or something. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like a good life, too. <laughs> so how can folks find you, find your music? How can they get in touch with you? You can find me at my website. It's uh, gthurley.com. I'm also on Facebook, um, and I'm on Reverb Nation at GT Hurley One uh, with the number one. So I mean, I'm all over the place, and it's not too hard to find me. It's real simple. You just plug GT Hurley into any search engine, and you'll find it. Okay. And the latest. Also, uh, my CDs are also on iTunes for for purchase if you're interested. Good. I was going to ask you that. Okay. And and you have. The current, which is Warhorse, and what are the other one other one or two others? One other. I have total two CDs out right now. My first CD is called Tough Horses, and okay. uh, the uh, the most current CD, the one that's being promoted right now on Americana uh, charts and the Rich Music Report, is Warhorse. Okay, great. Well, thanks, Gigi. This has um, been really interesting to to learn about your music and and your life, and uh, wish you the most success. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate you having me. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Inside Track. We sure do appreciate you sticking around. Join us again real soon when we get together with another great artist and talking about their music. Have a great day. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.